0: Empowered people make informed decisions that lead to living a life without regret. This is Sarah Kaki and Shauna Woods from Atlanta Divorce Law Group, and this is the Happily Ever After Divorce Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Happily Ever After Divorce Podcast. This is Sarah Kaki with Atlanta Divorce Law Group, and I'm joined by our very own managing partner, Shauna Woods. Shauna, I'm really looking forward to the conversation today, and the conversation is about hope and The title of this that we came up with is Hope, a Good Strategy. Hope is a really popular word. It is. And it's, I love like kind of digging into words. And this is one of those words that you see it on t-shirts, you see it on memes, you see it on inspirational art pieces and quotes. And I think people put a lot of emphasis and a lot of eggs in
1: the basket of hope.
0: What does it mean to you when we talk about is hope a good strategy? And then I'll kind of tell you what I think.
1: When I think about is hope a good strategy, the first thing I ask people or even ask myself is what's your definition of hope? Mm -hmm. What does that mean to you? Right. Right. And for me, hope is the belief of something or someone beyond yourself that is helping influence Mm -hmm. the outcome. Right. Right. And There's a couple of different ways to look at that. For me, hope without action Mm -hmm. is like when people tell you my thoughts and prayers are with you. Yes. That's nice, but that doesn't get me anywhere. Mm -hmm. If it's going to work, hope has to come with an action. Yes. And I think I completely agree with you on that. I think if hope
0: remains something outside of you that you're waiting on something outside of you to change the circumstances, then hope I'm going to quote a documentary that I'll explain for in a second. Hope becomes prolonged suffering. Yes. And the documentary that that's quoted from, there's a documentary called Alive, and it's about the soccer team in, I can't remember if there's they're Argentinian or not, but the soccer teams basically in the seventies are flying over the Andes and they have a plane crash. It's based on a true story, and they're stuck in the middle of the Andes, and they're all wounded outside of the plane for days on end. I think even at weeks at some point, and nobody's doing anything about it. To the point, they're out of all resources and supply and food, and I won't give away parts of how they're surviving. But because this documentary needs to be watched, but then one of the main characters, the storytellers of this of this, is um this gentleman that actually ends up doing something and decides to go and hike the Andes to, I believe, Chile to find help for the rest of the survivors. And those survivors of that plane crash were willing to just lay there for days on end while they were starving and freezing, hoping that something different was going to happen that, happened that, that didn't happen the day before and didn't happen the day before that. And at some point, the main character decides to not hope anymore, but take action.
1: And I think this is
0: the dark side of hope.
1: Yes. Um, and I do believe it was Argentina. I, You're aware of this? I, I, I'm aware of the story. I don't know if I've seen the documentary. I think I might have read a book mm-hmm. about it. It's a very popular story. It know. is a very popular story. And it's interesting, although this is a true story and it is based upon true events. You see hope in most stories, right? right? The, the movies, the books, your Harry Potter couldn't challenge Voldemort without hope, right? right? And hope is neither inherently good nor inherently bad. It is one of these neutral things that you have this belief, but if you don't do anything, if the belief doesn't spur you into action, then you don't have anything but hope and is that damaging.
0: So the other story that I think of to explain exactly what you're talking about is, is really my parents. You know, they, in Iran, when the revolution happened in 1979 and their form of government changed to one that they didn't believe had the values that they wanted to live in, it didn't have the freedom, and didn't have the political structure that they felt like was rightful. And then followed by a war, the Iran-Iraq war, a lot of people stayed, a lot of our family members stayed. And my dad always tells me that he would look to his brother, he would look to other family members and say, what are we staying here for? And they stayed with the hope that things would change. My dad didn't rely on that. He got us out. He got us out and we took refuge in Sweden, as you know, and... You know, 40 years later, I have family members that are in Iran that look at my dad and say, we wish we had done what you had, but we had hung on to hope for too long. Now, I think that's the, you know, on looking at both sides of hope, that's the negative of hope. It can keep a lot of people stuck in a situation, just waiting something in the situation itself to change without them taking any action.
1: It's the desire of wanting something to change without doing, doing anything different to right. make it change. Hope is the desire right, mm. to want it to change. Hope is there's something else out there that can help me. Right. Right. But I think too many people depend on just that something else and not that that something else is supposed to be inspiring you. Right. Into action. Right. And we see that a lot in
0: marriages that have been bad for a long, long time. I mean, there's a lot of clients we speak to have been in the same marriage that hasn't been working for them for a couple of decades. And when you ask them, why so long? Why did not you, why don't you do anything? I would, you usually hear, I was hoping, I was hoping that once, you know, she finished her education, it would be different. I was hoping that once he got the promotion, it would be different. I was hoping that once we had children, it would be different. I was hoping that once we moved closer to her family, it would be different. And it's not, it's not a complete strategy. Now I'll say this though, going back to one of my favorite people, Alison Armstrong you guys have heard me talk about her a lot. She does put a lot of weight on the value of hope, though, when a relationship's in trouble. Because when hope is gone, it is very difficult to get people to actually move towards repairing and healing the relationship. And we see that a lot in clients who are done. And the hope is actually gone. The
1: desire is gone. The desire is gone. There's nothing left for them to hope for. Nothing left for them to even wish for at that point. It's been drained out of their system.
0: I think that's a very um, critical point that a relationship can hit when the hope is gone. And I know that there's a lot of clients I speak to, a lot of women that when they come to us, they're not ready yet to do anything but they're almost scared that the hopes start to wash out of them.
1: Yeah. It started to run out. And, and that can be a scary moment. Well, it can be. And for in those situations, you have to have the action on both parts, right? right. You have to have two people who are willing to engage in this action, not just one who's using hope and action mm-hmm. to try to make this marriage work or make even a relationship work. And so it is, they don't, they're not ready to let go, and that's okay. Right. Right. We're not ready necessarily to let go of that hope that this works out, but it is dangerous, right? To simply rely on that as your full faith. As your only thing. So hope, like
0: we've been saying, hope becomes a positive thing in the form that I think people think about it and associate with it is when it gets you to stay open to solutions, And that's where you find marriages who have lost hope is they have lost hope in any more solutions and they don't believe there's, they actually believe hope is prolonged suffering at that point versus the marriage that still has hope. So they remain open to solutions But that has to remain for both parties or the party, the other person who still has hope and comes up with a solution has to hope that the other person
1: (laughs) will be moved To engage in that solution with them. Exactly. And if we're talking about hope and desire. Kind of intrinsically involved. And I think that we are. Because what is it we're thinking about? We're thinking of there's something out there. Who's wanting what we want. Right. right? So we're hoping Mm -hmm. that this happens. In something out there. When you lose that desire. Then there is no more hope. If you have only desire. And no action. And nothing reciprocated. Of course it's miserable. Yes. Yes.
0: And I think it goes outside of relationships too. I think people sometimes sit in hope. And if you are a person of faith, whether it's, you know, God, universe, or a specific religion, that source will bring a solution to you. Yes. But it is then up to you to act on it. Hope will actually just bring it to your awareness Cause you've remained open. Yes. But if you
1: don't act on it,
0: then hope alone. Isn't the strategy.
1: Have you ever heard the story about the person who there's a flood comes and they keep praying to God to come save them?
0: Yes. Yes. You should share this one.
1: Yes. And so, you know, they're on their roof at this point because the flood has come up to their roof and somebody comes by in a boat and says, hey, come in the boat with me. I can save you. And they say, no, no, I'm praying to God to save me. <laughs> and somebody comes by in a helicopter and says, let me get you off this roof. We're here to save you. No, no, I'm praying to God to save me. And they drown. And they get to heaven and they say, God, I had faith. I prayed to you. It- yeah. And I sent you people and you refused to use them. Right. Right. And that is the hope without action. Exactly.
0: So I made some examples of how to rephrase hope in in our mind. So, you know, we hear the words, I hope my marriage gets better. Mm -hmm. I think we can instead say, I am hopeful that if we work on our relationship, then we will have a better marriage. If you're going through divorce, we hear people saying, I hope that I will be okay. Instead of saying instead saying I am hopeful that if I am willing to do the self work and I am willing to be clear on what I want on the end of the, at the end of this and work towards it and get the right help for it, it will all be okay And I think in that state again, whatever you are putting that hope in, whether it's a specific faith or something outside of yourself that you're putting that in, will align with you and will move in your direction, but you have to step on that boat (laughs) or you have to step on that action or that help that has been sent your way when it comes.
1: I could not agree with you more. Thank you, Shana. Thank you. Thanks
0: for listening to the Happily Ever After Divorce Podcast. If you'd like to learn more, go to dot com forward slash resources.